Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you, the solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Hi, this is Girl About the Globe and I'm joined by the wonderful Dr. Christina Tarantola, who's a pharmacist, a healer and an author. And today she's going to share her advice on ways to balance your mind, body and soul when you travel solo. Hi, Christina. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm saying hi to you all the way from New York City. I'm in Brooklyn right now. Yes. So in your book, because you've written a book called Revealing Your Inner Radiance, you write that each of us, regardless of our situation, is in search of our most authentic, vital, generous and wise self. I truly believe that that's actually echoed when you travel solo because you seek new experiences and you also grow as an individual as well. So can you explain a bit more about what you mean by each of us is in search of our most authentic self? Yeah, so that's a great question. And it's really about the whole crux of my book, you know, revealing your inner radiance is really about this idea that all of us have an inner radiance or a core essence that can never be broken, can never be taken away. And what happens as we grow is, you know, even from up until the time that we're six years old, we get imprinted by the beliefs of our family members, by society, by our friends, even on the playground. As little as six years old, we have all of these different thoughts about ourselves and so it goes from there, from six you know, onwards, we start to construct these beliefs about who we are. And that really crowds that core essence or that radiance that I speak about. And so what happens is we tend to limit what we think that we can do in the world when in reality, we always have that, that core that is that divine spark that we have infinite potential to do whatever we want to be, whoever we want, but somewhere along the way, we might've gotten beliefs or absorbed certain energies from, like I said, parents, our relatives, maybe people in school. So really healing to me and, and balancing the mind, body, and spirit is truly coming back home to that core essence of who you are which everyone has, and I believe that everyone can and, and does have that, that infinite potential to, you know, get out there in the world and, you know, do what they're meant to do here on this earth. So, yeah, that's what I really believe. I believe that that's a really huge roadblock as well for a lot of people thinking about traveling solo because they might not think that they can actually do it by themselves or family members have told them that they're not able to do it. They might be at an age where it's not really seen as acceptable to just go off and go traveling for a few months and society might even put pressure on you to um, to do something different and not follow your dreams or follow your path. Yeah, thank you. And I, I definitely agree with what you're saying too, is like, you know, people especially, you know, for women, you know, this women solo travelers, I've heard a lot of people, even when I was going to Bali, everybody was so concerned and, you know, giving me their words of wisdom. And, you know, it's really about following that intuition. If you have a, if you have a desire to travel somewhere, you know, maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe it's that you want to discover that inner part of yourself that is normally clouded by, the rest of the world, you know, the, the opinions of other people. And so I really 
can appreciate traveling solo because I've done it so many times and you know you have too it's, mm-hmm. it's such an inspiration to see you know you doing hitting that 100 country mark I was so happy to see that today <laughs> thank you but um yeah I mean I think that everybody has their own their own their own reason for traveling but it, I think that going back to the limiting belief theory is that you know it's it's all just a fear sometimes there are fears that block you from creating what you want but yeah. with the help of someone like you someone that can actually you know coach and and guide this uh this person along this amazing journey then everything's going to be you know everything's going to work out so how important do you think it is to look after yourself with your mind body and spirit especially when you're traveling solo when you spend hours and hours by yourself and and you face situations that you might not have found yourself in before, um, and you're tested and challenged, how important is it, do you think, to look after your nutrition, your health, your your, your mental state of mind? Oh, wow. I mean, from a, a scale of zero to 10, I would say a 10 is most important because, you know, even, for example, someone in Bali uh, didn't properly hydrate, and she wound up getting numbness in her extremities and she we all thought that she, it might have been a stroke but you know you really even something as simple as dehydration as hyd- hydrating and drinking enough water super important especially if you are traveling solo because yeah you might meet people along the way but really you have to take care and nourish your body with adequate nutrition the right amount of liquids and fluids always making sure that you have some kind of you know snack or or drink with you and and that's just like the bare bones the basics so really you know preparing yourself is the number one thing i would think to um to preventing any kind of illness making sure you have your vaccines and any type of antibiotics if you're in that kind of area that you know you might contract something like e coli and and might need something like that. So <clears throat> construct a list, make sure that you have everything you need in order to prevent any type of, like I said, illness or dehydration, especially being out in a country where you might not, um, you might not know exactly where the nearest hospital or doctor's office is. So I would say definitely very important to keep uh, the the physical body in shape, but also mentally too, you know, even making sure that you are that you do have a support system even maybe even keeping a journal would be great to document your journey and see new insights about what you're learning about yourself so yeah definitely very important great and i know you just touched on health then as well which is especially important if you're traveling to somewhere or traveling to a country which is less developed than what you might be used to because i know that in the past i've actually mm-hmm. contracted quite a few bacterial infections and parasites and even if you're really careful you can still pick up certain viruses so do you have any advice for people regarding food and drink or is there anything they can take beforehand to prevent themselves or build up their immune system to be immunity healthy? yeah there's definitely a couple of things that I want to touch upon so the immune keeping your immunity high is the the optimal outcome and like I mentioned before, a couple of the things is to have, you know, make sure that your body is adequately hydrated and nourished with proper food, but also, um, you know, supplementation. If you normally take vitamins, you know, whatever it is for you, B-complex, magnesium, um, 
there are different, like, you know, green tea, some people take for antioxidant mm. health. Um, and then also making sure that you have your vaccines, you're trying to prevent any type of bacteria, like you said, from, from getting into your body. But the way to know it, which, which antibiotic you'll have to take or which vaccine is obviously to go to the doctor. They can look on the CDC websites, um, the Center for Disease Control. And it actually, if you go online, there's a chart where you can see, depending on the country, the, the, the specific region to that country, you can see which things you might need. So, you know, it's, it's twofold. It's, it's maintaining your own immunity and then also seeking out any type of preventative care before you go on the trip. Okay and talking about preventative care what would you say or what would you suggest to people who might suffer from travel sickness because taking overnight buses or train journeys or flights that in itself can um, take quite a toll on the body if, if you suffer from the motion sickness. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are essential oils you can use. There is a C band that you can actually, it, go, it goes on a pressure point and you wear it as a wristband to prevent motion sickness. Of course, there are the prescription therapies. Like if, um, if you have a, some kind of stomach upset, Pepto-Bismol or Imodium. Although if you, if you do have a bacterial infection, sometimes doctors will shy away from giving any of those remedies because it actually can keep the bacteria inside of you instead of eliminating it. So, you know, but those, those things, Pepto-Bismol and Imodium are definitely things you should be bringing anyway, just in case, um, you know, you have some kind of stomach upset. And of course, things like Advil, if you have a pain or maybe even an ice pack, like a, an a instant ice pack. If you get, maybe hopefully you don't get stung by a bee, but you can always <laughs> apply it to, to the area or if you, you know, sprain an ankle. I mean, you, you want to try to be as prepared as possible. So. Yeah. And also because I used to suffer from travel sickness a lot and I know that ginger, even drinking mm-hmm. um, ginger ale or, or apples are actually quite good for seasickness it doesn't prevent it but it does help make you feel better would you suggest anything like that oh absolutely and there are even essential oils that can help to kind of you know quell that that motion sickness so ginger tarragon there's actually a blend that i i work with called digis uh, which has a whole bunch of different it's a blend of essential oils that you know with fennel um, and I mentioned the ginger and tarragon, they help to kind of quiet down the stomach and it's, it's a natural remedy. So okay. definitely, I, I agree with you on the ginger hundred percent. Okay. So I guess you can also get them in tea bags as well. If you, if you can't get your hands on the essential oils before you go, you can also right. buy the tea bags. Can you? Absolutely. Yeah. And if, if you're moving around quite a lot and traveling quite fast, it's difficult to get a good night's sleep when you're in different beds all the time how important do you think getting eight hours sleep a night is and is eight hours the recommended amount well usually the recommended amount is about seven to nine however everyone everyone's body is different and so I can't prescribe one one Mm. thing for any one person but I will say that because you are exerting yourself and traveling around and maybe walking or hiking, seeing different, you know, areas, you want to make sure that you are getting enough sleep and, 
and good quality sleep as best as you can. Even, you know, maybe bringing earplugs yeah. or something that you can block out the noise because sometimes people stay in hostels and that's, that could be a vulnerability for people getting up in the middle of the night. So having earplugs, um, again, with lavender, you could use lavender oil or, you know, burn incense if you have it, which helps to relax the body, calm the mind. So, yeah, I mean, those, those things can definitely help to enhance the, um, the quality of sleep. And also there is a supplement called melatonin, which can be used to regulate your circadian rhythm again. Like say you're going from New York to Paris, that's a good, what, three, three to six hour difference. I don't know that that the difference in the time, but your body has to reacclimate to being on that sleep schedule again. So melatonin is a great supplement to take, uh, to recalibrate your body. And how important do you think is what you're putting in your body when you're away? Because I know when, when you're at home, it's really easy to get into a healthy eating routine because you've got access to whatever food you want, really. But then when you're traveling and you're, especially if you're traveling on a budget and you're trying to, or you're trying local foods and street food and things like that, is there anything you can take with you to help keep nutrition up? So there, I don't know the exact recipe, but I have heard about using like a very diluted amount of Clorox on, um, on like fresh fruits, for example, because you want to make sure that you're not consuming any type of foreign bacteria that might've landed on the fruit, um, after it was picked. So I know that there has, have been some really great evidence to, using some of this kind of very dilute Clorox solution. If you say, if you want to eat some of the local food, um, as long as you're really making sure that it's, that you're cleaning the outside of the fruit, then that would be something that is an option. And I know in the past you've taken super packs of superfoods with you, haven't you? So you've taken, let's see, cranberries, nuts, Oh yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. I love because you know whenever you're in a you're in a pickle or in a bind, it's very, it's especially if you have like a little trail mix bags. It's so easy to just have something that's prepackaged that you know is safe and you can carry with you. I know Trader Joe's has a lot of those um, little snack packs that you can bring on you uh, on the trip with you, and those are really helpful and they're healthy. Okay, I'd say for people in England as well, I think you can also find things like that in boots. And I know that I, I always travel with um, breakfast bars and nuts. And mm -hmm. if you ever get caught out, then that this also a really good, um, it's a really good source of energy as well, isn't it? If you're feeling a bit fatigued, it's nuts are great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because nuts are a fat, so it provides uh, more calories per gram as opposed to a carbohydrate or a protein. So it actually allows you to sustain your energy over a longer period of time. So yeah, nuts are great for that. And moving on to fitness, how would you say that you can try and maintain your fitness levels when you're away? Or do you have any recommendations for, for how often you should be training or what you can do? I mean, the recommended amount for, for any adult is usually about a half hour most days of the week. So that would be five days a week. But 
really, I would, I would listen to your body. And if you need to rest and if you feel fatigued, then don't push it. But if you feel like you want to go out for a hike or say there's some kind of yoga class that that's available to you, then by all means do it. Try to move your body as much as, as you can and, and enjoy the sights, enjoy wherever you're, you are, because you'll, you might never be there again. So soak it up and, and take breaks when you need to just, you know, try to listen to your body. That's what I would really recommend. Yeah, exactly. Because I think a lot of people wouldn't realize how much stress travel can put on your body. So it's, if you are feeling fatigued, it's a good idea just to take a bit of a step back and just, just go out for a brisk walk and not, not worry about having to go for a run or anything like that. But like you say, just going out and just taking it all in so that that moves nicely onto the next section actually which is all about your mind Mm -hmm. and looking after your mind so that ties in with just being in the moment because I think a lot of us forget to do that and we're always thinking about the next day or that evening or things we've got to do so I just wanted to get your advice on how you can look after your mind when you're when you're alone that's so that's so great that you said that there's always this balance of like doing and being and and yeah you're when you travel like you said before you put so much stress on your body and it doesn't even matter if it's if it's not that far away the simple act of being in a different time zone can put some more stress than normal on your body so what i would recommend is to at least for 10 to 15 minutes a day, I would meditate. And if you're not used to meditating, it's very simple. You can, if you have access to Wi-Fi or the internet, you can go on YouTube and Google a a simple guided meditation just to make sure that you're relaxing your body, you're being in the moment, and you're giving your body that time to decompress after such Uh, you know, travel and whatever else you might be doing during the day. So you can either meditate in the morning, at night, you can do it multiple times throughout the day. But I would at least suggest to do it for about 10 to 15 minutes once a day just to, you know, decompress and to refocus on and, you know, and just to be grateful for for whatever it is that you are traveling, uh, wherever you're traveling and why ever whatever the reason was that you took the trip in the first place. Yep. Something that I've managed to do as well, because I've stayed in a lot of hostels and I felt a bit, not embarrassed, but it's, yeah, I guess I've felt a bit embarrassed about wanting to sit in a lotus position and do my meditation in the morning, in the evening with other people in the room. So the way around that is I've just been, I've just lied, laid on my bed and just listened to the meditation and listened to the music and practiced my breathing and also when you're out walking as well, you can still do the same, can't you? You can do like a walking meditation. Yeah, or even mm-hmm. sat on a plane or bus or train, you can just listen to your meditation music and just um, just do the breathing as well. So you don't have to get into a full lotus position if you're feeling a bit awkward about other people looking at you and thinking that you might, <laughs> you might look a bit odd. But that's, a that, gr- that's great advice. Saying that, there are certain hostels that you can stay in which do do yoga. So if places do have yoga halls, then it's perfectly fine just to go in there and just meditate anyway. That's, that's great, yeah. What would you say to someone who might be suffering a bit from anxiety and they're a bit scared about going away by themselves and a the situation comes up and they're feeling a bit challenged and 
they're starting to feel the heart palpitations and the sweats and they're they're unsure about what to do. Right. So at that point, always having some kind of support, knowing that you have someone that you can call. And if you're the type of person that likes to talk things through and just say, listen, I just need someone to hear me out and to, you know, talk this through, talk this over with. Or if you're a person that needs to be alone and just meditate and and breathe deeply, uh, it really depends on on what you feel you need in that type of situation because some people like to talk about it and other people would rather, you know, just be alone and try to figure out, okay, how can I process through this? Um, it depends on really the the person, I would say. Yeah. And as you mentioned, having a really good support network, it's that's vital if you're feeling homesick as well and it's so easy to Skype nowadays and just be online within minutes and there's wi-fi practically everywhere even in countries that you wouldn't expect there to be wi-fi in so it's really easy to connect with people from home and I, I personally think that if you're feeling lonely or homesick or verging on a bit depressed then it it's good to connect with others and just get that human connection again Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Facebook, social media. I mean, like you said, Skype, all great avenues to, you know, reinforce that connection again. Absolutely. Okay. That's great. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christina. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'll include all the tips and the advice that you gave along with this video as well. So thank you so much. And I wish you every success in the future. Oh, thank you. And you can find out more about Christina at her website, Enlightened Wellness Solutions. Go to www.enlightenedwellnessspa.com. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.